If you are a very goal-oriented person, like I am, you might struggle sometimes with not hitting your goals or you might feel like you're failing most of the time and rarely winning in your business. This episode is short, sweet and designed to uplift you know, the way you generally feel about your business. And I'm going to share some tips with you of things that I do with my team, the way we set intentions, the way we look at goals, not only outcome goals, also process goals, how we do that with launches, with our general business and how we're going to do that for the upcoming year. So if you're struggling because you feel like the joy has been kind of like taken out of entrepreneurship, have a listen to this episode because I think it can actually change the name of the game for you the upcoming year. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. I think one of the biggest gifts I have that has helped me in my entrepreneurship journey is being super goal-oriented. I love goals, I love setting good intentions at the beginning of the year, I love numbers, and I really, really love hitting targets. My little brother, Lawrence, used to joke uh, when we were little that he didn't want to teach me new games on his Nintendo anymore, because within a couple of days, I would get much better at the games than he was. And of course, it was like semi a joke, but it was true. Although I don't consider myself to be annoyingly competitive let's say during just like games you play with your family and friends, I do like winning. I like hitting targets. And chances are you're the same way because otherwise you kind of wouldn't be here on the podcast. And it's probably why you became an entrepreneur or why you want to be an entrepreneur because you want to get shit done. And not only am I super target oriented, but my team is as well. I've talked about my team a lot. Of course, in my first episodes of the Fast Forward Amy show, I never talked about my team because I didn't have a team. I don't know why my phone is... Is this my Apple Watch? Whoops, got distracted because I just got a phone call. Uh, Apparently, I had turned off my phone, but not my Apple Watch, and I have a different phone (laughs) lying downstairs. I just discovered, actually, I had a bunch of broken iPhones, and I thought I had a weird curse going on, but apparently, it's one of my microphones that's actually breaking the sound on my iPhone because one of my newest iPhones also just had the sound be broken. So I guess I finally figured out the problem, but I am not amused. (laughs) Anyways, as I was saying, not only am I target oriented, but my entire team is very target oriented as well. Throughout the last two-ish years or two and a half years, I've been building up a team. So that's been quite a journey. My first podcast episodes, I was doing everything myself with my virtual assistant at the time, Audrey, who now actually has a store in Antwerp. Apparently, I walked by her store this weekend and didn't realize and didn't say hello. Audrey, I'm still going to come by your store. <laughs> and, um, you know, throughout those two and a half years, I've built up a team. And at any given time, we are between like six to eight full-time people in the one Phosphorus Amy business which is a lot, but also not a lot if you see at the amount of work we do. But um, so what we do and now what I recommend clients to do as well when they are running their business or a launch, because as you know, I'm very big on launching. I've just um, hosted the pre-order of my launch playbook product that's coming out at the end of January. Um, If you missed out on that and if you want to learn how to launch and triple your income by selling out your launches, you can get on the wait list through fastforwardsamy.com forward slash 
launch playbook. Um, but at the beginning of every launch, we set our targets. In fact, I just read a message on Slack, I think, where Caroline said, hey, the targets are um, implemented in the project tracker. Uh, go ahead and check them out. And I am supposed to walk the team through the targets tomorrow. So when we set targets, for example, for a launch, we don't just set target like 500. We set like a break-even target, a good target, and a very, very happy target. Either we set three targets or five. It's always an uneven number. And the middle one is the one we're actually aiming for. The lower one is the one we do balls to the wall until we hit that number because it's break-even. It's a financial target. And then the highest one is like, oh my God, let's you know open all of the bottles of champagne. But... Although that we've gotten better at goal setting, um, what's kind of happened as well and what happens when I set goals with my team members, for example, um, Annalise, who is one of my newest members uh, in the team, is actually sitting in the room with me and she just reminded me about this fact as I was prepping for this episode, is when we set targets, for example, KPIs, um, you can set targets for yourself or for an employee in two ways. Either it can be an outcome-based target, which could be, for example, with the podcast, we want 1 million downloads. Okay, it's quite <laughs> impressive, but okay. Um, but of course, even if, if Annalise does her job as podcast manager really, really well, she can't influence the fact that we are getting a million downloads or not. What she can influence is making sure that every Tuesday at 7 a.m. there's a new podcast out, which is basically the process. She can also influence that every month we have a recording batch set up one morning from 10 until 1, hello, today, where we are recording new podcast episodes. But she doesn't have a lot of influence on that outcome. And the same goes for your business. So my episode is basically about, contrary to a lot of episodes where I focus on targets, is about getting you to become a little less obsessed with your targets and to really celebrate the ride more or enjoy the ride and the process more. Because basically, if we would have set the BFE launch as a target, like we want 500 students, it's an all or nothing thing, then we would have only been happy during one minute throughout the entire 31-day launch if we would have hit that target. And if we would have gotten 499, we would still not have been happy. Luckily, we had set other targets for ourselves as well. We had set a break-even target, which was actually uh, 250 sales. We had set different targets like a beating last uh, past launches, beating past revenues, beating past amounts of sales. So we had built this dashboard. By the way, uh, you can buy my sales targets dashboards. I put it up for sale. Uh, so you can create your own sales targets dashboards in my shop. So if you go to phosphoritamy.com forward slash shop, you can see that a bunch of the Excel files and things I create, you can find them in the shop. They're not expensive and it's because I always do stuff in Excel. I put a lot of numbers there and I really use it to run my business and with my team as well. So if you're interested in setting up targets for yourself, uh, it's called the sales targets dashboard and you can just find it in the shop when you click on templates. But so we'd, we'd set up that dashboard and it was motivating, you know, because we could see pass we could see ourselves passing milestones, but it took us a really long time to pass those milestones. And as we were debriefing our launch, we talked about the fact that we kind of realized like we also need to make sure that we're tracking more during a launch so that we can see like day one, day two, week one, week two, how on track are we or not. So more on like the outcome-based goal, but divided into pieces. But luckily, like we can always improve on that because we're very, we really want to hit the targets and we never want to give up. But we also knew at the beginning of the launch, like, hey, chances are 
we're not going to hit our target. We had set a very clear goal of 100 sales in one hour on pre-order day. We did that. We hit 100 sales on August 31st. Between 12 o'clock and 1, we hit 100 sales in one hour for more than 200,000 euros in revenue. That was amazing. But we also knew that chances were that we weren't going to hit the target we wanted of the 500 sales because the landscape has changed. It was a bigger target than anything we'd ever hit. And, you know, our data also said like it was going to be very difficult. We ended up hitting 274 sales. Now, my question to you is, do you think we were disappointed? Because if you would look at purely the target, which was our middle target, the good target, because we actually wanted 1,000 sales, but you can't magically get those sales. You actually need leads for that. If we would have only had the 500 target, we would have been disappointed. One reason we weren't disappointed is because we had other targets as well. And the other reason we weren't disappointed is because we set intentions for ourselves at the beginning of the launch. We decided what our intention was. And one of those intentions was we want to have fun while we do it. And if it's not fun, we kind of don't really want to do it. And we also said we really don't want to leave anything on the table. We want to make sure that at the end of the launch, we can say we gave it our all. And that's the only thing we can do. My mom used to say this when I had exams. She's like, the only thing you can do is do your best. And I really used to hate that quote. I was like, no, I want uh, an A plus, you know? But turns out my mom was right. Hey mom, shout out to you. <laughs> you can only do your best, but you kind of do need to know what your best is. And that brings me to intentions and processes. So instead of, let's say you're, you're gonna launch a podcast or you're selling a course, I would recommend you split up your targets. So let's say you want to launch a course and you want 50 sales. Your one goal could be, I want 50 sales. Side note for me is maybe split it up into a break-even goal, a good goal, and a super fucking happy goal. So 50 could be your middle goal. Break-even could be what you need to uh, cover your costs for the time frame that program or product takes up your space. And then the other one could be like, oh, that's when I'm going to buy myself an extra purse to celebrate. You know, something like that. Um, that's the outcome goal. But you can't really influence it. I would suggest you also set a process goal where you're like, okay, I'm going to show my face on video every day and I'm going to mention my new product or program every single day during 31 days. That could be your process goal. And so you could actually create a piece of paper for yourself or a dashboard in Excel where you can write an X or a one like I did it that day. I did it that day. I did it like that day. Because just like we can't influence how fast our muscles grow, we can influence how often we do an upper body training. I do two upper body trainings a week. I have a goal of being able to, for example, deadlift my body weight, um, well, preferably this year, but I don't think it's going to work, maybe. Um, so currently I weigh 83 kilos and I'm a meter 65. I still like... I still compare my, my um, what's it called, the weights I lift to when I used to be a fitness coach, when I was able to lift a lot more. So sometimes that can be very depressing if I only think about that I was already capable of doing more and then now I'm like far behind what I was able to lift back then. So I try not to focus on that. And what I just try to do is two things. One, I want to get in the four strength work workouts a week. And the second thing is my intention, which is not the outcome. The outcome would be being able to deadlift my body weight. The process is four workouts a week. My intention is not just going through the motions of the workout, but actually 
giving it my best and really being focused on every single muscle as I do the workouts. Because there's a big difference between me doing the workouts or doing it focused. And for the longest time I was working out not focused and lately I'd been doing that again. So now I set an intention for myself, like to really be only focused on that, not be on my phone when I'm working out. Same goes for your launch, for example. You can set an intention as to how you want to feel. Which brings me basically to your business. Because this episode is actually about the big mistake a lot of entrepreneurs are making. Because they are so focused on their targets, their yearly revenue, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing is that they don't realize there will always be a next thing. And if you let your happiness or your vibe of success depend on the next thing, you're always going to be disappointed. You know? So you want to also look at process-based goals. For example, am I showing up X amount of times or am I doing these things or is my shop open X days in a year? Anything you want, basically. But you can also just set an intention. And I have values, for example, in my business. I have a value of family. I have a value of freedom. I have a value of fun. And I have a value of fail forward. So I will place fail forward above perfection. That means that yesterday... I went live in the morning because I'm doing this new series. Well, at the time of recording, it's new. It's called CEO November. So my plan currently, it's November 3rd as I'm recording this, by the way, is to go live every weekday in the morning at 7.30 and talk about the the day I had, the day that's coming up and just share some insights all in 10 minutes. And I basically want to have that episode up as an extra podcast episode by 8 a.m. I know, uh, I still need to figure out how to do that. But I'd set the intention of doing that to keep me accountable for my morning routine. And just I just want to show up and I want to create content in the morning. As my value is fell forward, well, <laughs> I did it an hour late yesterday. Today I was 10 minutes late. Probably tomorrow I'll do it on time because I'm exercising, like I'm practicing it. Fail forward, I'm allowed to not have the perfect cover because I put a cover on the video and the cover is like it chopped off my face on my Instagram feed. And then today was the second day I was doing it and I was 10 minutes late and... I had created a cover and still a piece of my face was chopped up, uh, chopped off. I kind of knew that was going to happen, but I thought I was going to be able to restructure it. But I could obsess about that stuff as I'm seeing it. But my goal was to just, you know, to just show up, show up and do it and feel forward. So I'm allowed to mess up a little bit, but I'm still doing it. What I want to ask you is, what did you wish for when you became an entrepreneur? Was it revenue or was it actually freedom? happiness, the ability to choose time with your family. Because I know that for me, money is a tool that gets me those things, but it's never the goal in and of itself. Money isn't the goal. Being able to choose what you want to do, uh, who you want to do with, who you want to spend time with, that's the goal, right? To execute on your passion is the goal. So if I'm waking up and dreading what I'm doing every day, my business is a fucking failure. If I'm launching and I make a million, but I hate what I'm doing, for me, it's a failure. But so often we forget that that is the failure, you know, not liking what we do, uh, waking up tired. And we think that not hitting our targets is a failure. But you know what? Deadlines are just desired timelines. Hitting a target by X amount of time, time isn't really real. At least I feel like that. I think if you have a certain goal, if you didn't hit it the first time, then you maybe hit it the next time or the time after that or whatever. The goals are just there to kind of give us direction. And we need to make sure that we support that with the way we want to do things. So I could hire people in my team and grow my team and not like those people. I don't want that. I do this check when I hire people and I ask myself, 
could I spend hours on end at lunch with this person and have fun? And every single person on my team is someone I could go to brunch with, go to lunch with, and I would have fun with them. We have an incredible sense of humor. So when we set an intention for a launch or for maybe 2023, which is something now that I'm thinking of it, that would be really great with my team to set a vision for 2023. One of the things we will set is an intention and we will operate from our values. And that inherently means that we are looking at the process and not the end goal. Because if you set a revenue target for yourself, let's say you want to hit 100,000 euros by the end of 2023, for example, then you will fail every day until at the end of the year, the last day of the year, you may or may not hit that goal. But you don't want to fail every day, right? You want to win every day. So what is your intention? Is your intention to um, to smile every day when you're at work? Is your intention to work with clients you love? Because that's one of my intentions. And every day I'm happy I get to work with clients I love. I get really sad when someone turns out not to be a nice client or something like that. So... Don't make the mistake of only being target-oriented because 99% of the time you're not hitting your targets, either because you don't hit them or because time is passing and you haven't hit the target yet. Look at what is your actual intention? Why did you actually start this business? Frame that in one word or three words and check yourself every day. Am I working from that? And and what I like to look at there is, man, I've made mistakes in, a couple, in the last couple of years and... Um, I'm actually not on track to hit my goals this year. Far from it, actually. Uh, financially, we've still done really well, but there are things that I would have liked to done, have done differently. At first, I was a little bit upset about it. I'm like, fuck, I'm not hitting my goals. And then I thought, wow, it's actually amazing because I made a couple of mistakes slash I learned new things and those are going to allow me to really grow in 2023. And wouldn't it be boring if I had nothing left to learn? Wouldn't it be boring if you had nothing left to learn? Be grateful for the learnings. Be grateful for the mistakes. And soak up the process. Because the process is the name of the game. The journey is the goal. Right? Whenever you start doubting yourself, whenever you start thinking, oh, that person is further ahead than I am, they're in their own book, in their own chapter, and it was written in a different way. You're in your own book, in your chapter. And just ask yourself, which chapter am I writing? What's the name of this chapter? That's your theme for the year. What am I doing here? Was it my intention to sit behind a computer all day or was it my intention to help people? Then go out and help people. But remember why you got started and then look at the challenges of entrepreneurship as a process and embrace that process. I could be bothered about the fact that, you know, people come and go, my team or... You know, hiring is such a difficult thing because hiring is a difficult process. And I could also look at it as like, oh my God, it's so amazing. I'm learning how to select the right people that I get to work with, which is such an honor that I get to work with these people. Totally different reframe. Start reframing what you're doing and learning and you will see that you will enjoy your days a lot more. And maybe currently you are struggling a bit with that confidence and you're feeling like, hmm, Amy, what you're saying is true, but I'm really not feeling it right now because I'm I'm really experiencing experiencing a massive, you know, fear of failure. Growth is too much, and I'm just feeling so bad because growing is just turning me into someone who seems to not know what they're doing. You might be struggling from a little bit of a lack of belief. And last year, I actually spent a lot of time on writing out a book. It's my belief book to remind me and others that. You get to believe in yourself and how you can do that. Because, you know, saying to someone, 
or like telling someone like, hey, you should have a little more confidence, literally never helped anyone to get more confident, right? Um, but we can practice and we can get more skilled at it. So if you can use a little bit more confidence, a little bit more belief in yourself and what you do, I want to gift you my belief book. And you can find that through fastforwardamy.com forward slash belief book. It's really nice printable. You can print it out. It's available in English or in Dutch. So if you go to the link and I've linked it up in the description of this episode as well, you can just download the belief book and maybe tonight instead of Netflixing, you can read that. Maybe when you're sitting on the toilet, instead of looking at your DMs, you can read the book. Uh, It might just change your life and it might just change your journey for the upcoming year. So have fun with the belief book and... I hope you liked this episode. If you actually liked it, let me know, you know, leave me a little review. You think I don't read them, but I I actually do. And I really, really appreciate it. And honestly, lately, it hasn't been as popular anymore for people to share episodes to their stories. But there are a few things that make me happier than when you share a podcast episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show to your stories. And I'll tell you why. It's because I've made over 159 episodes for free in the past three years. I spend a lot of time and resources on it. Obviously, I still do it as marketing for my business. But I also really pour my heart into this. I never know, am I making something that's like a paid version, a free content? I take everything seriously. I take you seriously as my listener. You know, you're giving me 20 minutes of your time. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And... If you have gotten anything out of this episode, maybe someone else will as well. And by sharing, by leaving a review, other people might take that leap of faith and listen to the podcast. And by doing that, they might start believing in themselves a little bit more as well. So you can be a linchpin there. You might think, I don't have that many followers or no one will know. But even if you have 10 people watching your story and you share this to your story and one person gets to change 1% of their their life by listening to this podcast episode, that already changed the world. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting and talk to you next week, Tuesday for a new episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show. 